Hello and welcome to Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham. Thank you for joining me for today's amazing episode. Mental illness is a hot topic in our world right now and can be a subject that stirs up a lot of emotion in people. And especially for those who suffer with mental health issues, they can feel lost, forgotten, and oftentimes hopeless. And today's guest felt all these same feelings until one day he read a book that changed the way he viewed his reality that played out in his mind. At a very young age, Joe Fletcher suffered with chronic fatigue syndrome, OCD, and was also diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome. And for over 25 years, he was on antidepressants and yet still felt very depressed. And then one day he came across a book called Anatomy of Epidemic, and he realized that his thoughts created his reality and that he, he alone had the power to change his thoughts and likewise his reality. This realization led to a very profound experience of love and connection, which changed Joe's life forever. He is now dedicated to helping others realize their inner power and potential. Today's episode, I guarantee you, will change the way you view mental health in our society, but not only that, the way you view your own reality, because as I've said before and continue to say, you change your thoughts, you change your reality. But before we get on with my conversation with Joe, let me tell you about this Wednesday's episode. I am talking with Miss Stacy Webb, who is the author of The Intuitive Detective, a memoir that shares snippets of Stacy's youth, her early career as a police officer, up until present day experiences too. She's still a police officer, which is interesting. But she also brings awareness to intuition, the and the intuitive guidance we all possess, and how, how it helps us towards connecting with our own inner wisdom and true self. So you won't want to miss it. It's a very exciting episode with Miss Stacy Webb on Wednesday, September 7th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I also wanted to let you know about a workshop I'm doing. I think I told you about this these, this last week, but it's in the Charlotte area. It's in person. It's on September 18th from 2.30 to 5.30 p.m. at the Sanctuary Imports in Lam on Lamar Avenue. The workshop is called Accessing Your Digs or Your Divine Intuitive Guidance System. I teach a simple, fun process to access your Ak Akashic Records or what I refer to as your digs. And by using your digs, by accessing your digs and going into your digs, you can manifest the life you desire. So if you're tired of making those pesky little pros and cons lists and trying to figure out what to do next, I will teach you how to throw away those lists for all and instead type tap into your inner guidance system for clear, precise directions that never fails because it literally comes from your higher self, God the angels, your spirit guide team, whatever it is you want to call it. It's very accurate, precise information. And it's changed the way I work, the way I view things, the, the way I step into my daily decisions from what I'm going to eat today to what I'm going to wear to more prominent decisions like creating this workshop, for example. So Information about the workshop and location and, and how to register is provided in the show notes. 
I am expecting this workshop to fill up fast. So please go ahead and reserve your seat today before, because it is limited to, I think, 40 or 45 people. And also please subscribe on Apple or whatever app that you're using to listen to this podcast. Download the app or download the podcast and also subscribe and like. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, or YouTube. As always, the links are provided in the show notes, so you can go right there and get it. And you can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter on my website at butterflykissespodcast.com. This way, you definitely will not miss it when a new episode is available because I do send out emails letting everybody know about the upcoming episode drop. And also, if you like what you hear today on this episode, please leave us a review. As always, I would love five stars, so please do 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 that. And also share this episode with your friends and family. The more we can inspire others to share and shine their light, the more impact we can make on the world. So now, everyone, please help me welcome Mr. Joe Fletcher. I am so excited to welcome Joe today, and he is going to tell us about his story and how he became part of this group and what this group is about and what they are doing and their mission and how they are here to help people. So please help me welcome Joe. Thank you for joining me today. You are all the way in the UK. So thank you for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It's um. So yeah, I'm the communications manager of mental health transformations. And um, well, my journey started when I was about nine. I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, which meant I missed a lot of school and a lot of social. I spent a lot of time in bed. And so I got a lot of mental health issues with that. And then I was later diagnosed with OCD and Asperger's. And so I went and saw different therapists and that, and it would temporarily help me, but I'd already go back. And I was always really anxious, really negative, I'm so anxious about everything that happened outside. And also I was told that I'd never get well again. And so that was quite disheartening, really. And I mean, sometimes I think there was no hope in life and wasn't worth living and that. And I would get them thoughts. And then it was. How old were you when that when you were diagnosed with that? Chronic fatigue syndrome. I was nine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, when I was an adult, it was the mental health diagnosis. And so I was also put on different medications and I was on antidepressants for about 25 years and then it was firstly I read a book called anatomy of epidemic that talked about how the um, medication that what it does to your brain and that actually it's not helping mental health and then I had the realization actually I think I'll get off this and so for about three years I tapered myself off of that over about three years and anyway at the beginning of a lockdown I decided to pick up a book that I tried reading a couple of years before and it talked about thought and how we create our reality through thought. And we think it's the outside that's creating our issues when actually it comes from the inside. And then mm-hmm. I just had a big realization from that, that actually I wasn't a slave to the outside. It wasn't the outside. And I had this inner power to change my reality, to see it a different way. And then I saw Sydney Banks naming it of the three principles. And I just wanted to find out more because it just seemed so profound to me. And so I looked up his um, on YouTube. And the first thing I heard him say was, We all live in mental health, but don't realize it. And then he talked about the spiritual reality and how we're spiritual beings living in this human experience. I just felt this whole massive shift in my whole understanding of myself and the world. And it was just like this whole positive feeling and this feeling I hadn't experienced since I could remember came through me. 
I just had so much more energy and it was just this big change. And I was really quietening down and getting this um, realization of myself and seeing the reality. And then I suddenly started getting caught back up in my anxious ideas and that. And I suddenly one night woke up and it felt like this voice came through me. And then mm -hmm. suddenly I just felt this pure love pouring into me. And it was just an experience I'd never had before. And it was almost like time had stopped for a few seconds. And then I woke up the next day and it was like someone had just put their foot down on the gas pedal. And my mind was just spinning so fast, like I'd been plugged into this electrical socket and I was having thousands of volts pump through me. And I was getting all these insights. And at the time I interpreted that I was being directly spoken to by God. And sometimes it'd be quite frightening, other times quite exciting. And so I was getting this and I was getting more and more hyper and more and more and more. And, that. and then it was like, my family said I'd disappeared for three weeks. And it was almost felt like my consciousness was trying to escape and I was going off into the universe. And so I was getting this, I was getting worse and worse. And I would try different things like Tai Chi, exercise and that, and it would temporarily bring me down, but then I'd speed up again. And anyway, so I was getting, and then I got into my head that I'd been enlightened and I thought I was going to go into all these things around the world. But then I felt, I feel terrible and I feel really bad. And people say it's in a beautiful experience and that, why do I feel like this? And I hate this and I don't want it. And, that, and I was getting some more and more in knots and knots and knots. And then suddenly I just had this new thought came through that, no, this is not an enlightenment experience. This is your thoughts causing this. And like that, my mind just completely came down. And anyway, I was watching quite a few videos of a um, psychiatrist in the Three Principles community called Dr. Bill Pettit. And he talks about how mental illness and the majority of physical illness are actually the body's alarm system and letting us know when we're getting caught in our mental stress or in our head. And I was getting this feeling inside my brain and it was like like pain but just before it hurts and then that came back to me what he was saying and I would just notice it and it would slow down again and the um, feeling would go and it probably happened about five times and each time I noticed it and it went again and it was then that I um, saw on Facebook there was a webinar called Free Principles from an Indigenous Perspective and because it seemed quite an Indigenous experience for me I thought I'd go on there and ask a question about it and it was then I met Harry Dubitsky and I was telling him from a mental health diagnosis point of view and that. And then he said to me that how the indigenous people see it as bad spirits when actually it's a beautiful experience and that it's just some misinterpretation. And then it was like a big change because then I actually saw that actually this was a positive. I was actually escaping in my old images, my old beliefs. And so I, and then, then he phoned me up and invited me to the group and I came in and then I saw all these other like beautiful, profound people who'd had these experiences and seen beyond their diagnosis and beyond what they'd been told by doctors. And then I saw actually the hope, the hope for humanity that actually we've had a misunderstanding of what mental illness is. And we think people are broken or people are condemned for life when actually that's not true. We're so much more than that. We're so much more powerful. And actually we get caught in our false images. And I mean, for example, for me, I got caught in total paranoia at one point where I thought the government was after me. And it's when someone phoned me up and spoke to me for about 25 minutes it just calmed my mind down again and I saw then how our thought creates these realities that we believe to be true and it sends us down these pathways and that and then we get diagnosed by a psychiatrist or that and told we are this and put in this box and that when actually they don't know what we truly are I mean it's just their idea their thought that they've put onto us and seeing that actually we just got lost in the reality and didn't realize it and we just need to be talked back to realize actually past that illusion of our thought and that actually that's within all of us and seeing that then powerful insights to realize a new beginning, a new life for us is there. 
And it's just that we trap ourselves within our own concepts, our own beliefs and ideas, and we just don't really know who we are. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's actually just showing people really that actually that is what is the potential for anybody. And so, yeah, the group's there as a demonstration that actually this possibility is there for everybody. Do you think it's all about love? Yeah, I mean, it's totally. And it's seeing that we're in that space, that quiet mind. That's who we are, that unconditioned love. And it is our natural core. And then when we love each other and we listen to each other and give that space, that actually that connection is always there. And we only lose the connection through our own concepts and ideas and beliefs and judgments. And then that's what's creating a disharmony. And then nature's naturally letting us know. And nature's always there, isn't it, to bring us back. And nature heals. I mean, you see it outside, how nature's always healing everything when we leave it alone. And it's the same with our mental health. When we stop trying to work it out, trying to define it, medicate it away in that, that actually when we see our true beauty and our true love, it actually comes back. Why do you think you incarnated as Joe Fletcher with this mental illness, this chronic fatigue syndrome? Well, I see that we all have a purpose in life and that when we see that actually we're here to learn and to grow and that everything we go through, we can actually see that that is actually an experience to learn. And then what I've learned is here to share with others and show others that actually... Yes, I went through all this in my life, but I can still come through it. And actually what is happening in the mental health system, I mean, I've worked in the mental health system, volunteered and seen lots of people have been medicated and had their whole lives ruined. And so I believe I'm here to actually show that, yes, there is another way. There's another possibility. And when people can see that, it's not just an idea, is it? It's not just a concept or a belief. I mean, it's a demonstration that that happened to me. And if it happened to me, it can happen to anybody. Would you change anything in your life? Well, it's always that thing, isn't it? The mind goes back and tries to make predictions and saying, well, if this <laughs> happened, my life would be like this, if this happened. And seeing that actually the little mind, the intellect's not really in control, is it? And it likes to think, the ego loves to think it's in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And it loves oh, to yeah. define and put boxes on things. But then it's like, well, how do you know what your life would have been like if I changed things? Would it have been better or would it have been worse? And it's just mm-hmm. that, isn't it? It's projecting again. And the mind just loves to do that grab from the past and try to change things. When actually it's not about thinking about the past or trying to make changes, it's about opening up to life, to the flow of life, to the greater divine of who we really are and accepting that and letting it guide you really and seeing that, yeah, that's what I'm supposed to go through. That's what I needed to go through. That's what my soul chose to go through. What did it feel like for you when you were told there was no hope for you? Well, it's pretty hopeless and it just... I was just hoping that all I could do really is find some miracle cure. And I mean, there was times I was never suicidal, but it was like, well, if like, for my family, I'd still want to be here on that, but there was no point to life. But then I saw even things like suicidal thoughts and that are not actually telling you to kill yourself. They're telling you to kill the way you've projected yourself, the way you've created for yourself and saying that actually, if you can stop doing that, the new life is the new you, isn't it? And so you kill that old false life and start a new and you're shedding that old and coming out to the more pure, the more true. So how do you just change your thoughts? It can't come as an intellectual understanding. And you can't say, oh, I want to intellectually because it's the mind, isn't it? And the mind will play with itself and it will try to trick itself. And you can't out trick itself. It's like playing chess with yourself. You can't win or lose against <laughs> yourself. And so it's, I mean, you can listen to people who speak truth and who speak truth to you. 
but it's getting your mind quiet. And so that could be any kind of like walking out, doing something you love doing, inspiration. I mean, it could be, I love to do poetry, it could be playing golf. I mean, meditation can work, but not the form of meditation. It's the quietness of the mind and listening to that deeper self. And then once you've learned that lesson of what your mind is doing and you see past it, there's a deeper voice within you that changes it for you. And I mean, like I went through depression for a while and anxiety and I got ill and I was fighting it and trying to change it. And it was just making it worse and worse. And when I said, okay, I'm going to let you do this now, God, I'm not going to keep trying to control it. It healed me. And it's not saying it's like a definition of God or a religious God or that it's the thing that's beyond the intelligence of everything and not putting a name on these things of defining, is it? And so it's just learning about the mind, what the mind does and knowing that actually it's the trick of the mind. It's not who you truly are. So how did you find this organization, Mental Health Transitions? Or transformations. Or transformations, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, um, like I was saying, once I found the three principles and then I'd gone, fact, just a website came up almost like it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And it was three principles and the indigenous community. And it was the one I just wanted to go on and ask this question to some indigenous people. So I thought they could answer it for me. And it happened to be that Harry, who had started this group, was running it. And it's when I asked him the question. And because he worked with indigenous people, he liked my question and what I was speaking from. He actually saw a connection to that, that it was a deeper mm-hmm. place. And so he invited me into the group. And then the group organically grew from there. And it was just people would come. He would see people on webinars and that. And it was, or it would be like we do a thing called Heartfelt Presence, which is a voluntary group a website, which we listen to people can come on and learn more about themselves and that. And it's based on the three principles, but they learn more, just have someone to listen to. And so he find some people on there as well who connected and that and just invite them into the group. So it grew like that. It wasn't like a planned or, something I was particularly searching for it was just more you feel that guidance don't you that inspiration that we all at times get that voice and that new intuition that we have mm-hmm. what does the group do for everybody or how does the group help everyone well we talk to each other and we share our insights with each other and uh, our deeper love for each other and that's what heals I mean I'm uh, and it's talking about that spiritual reality that deeper knowing and that just drops away the problems in that because we get stuck in the personal self that I and when we talk in the impersonal and we see and we help each other then we grow ourselves and it's that Mm -hmm. isn't it when you help others you help yourself to grow and once we stop getting on poor me or all this and all these ideas and I'm creating these concepts and it's not fair and that and we get ourselves more and more into traps whereas when we're Mm -hmm. actually in that impersonal that actually I'm not a personal me that I'm created I'm part of the greater whole and then when I get quiet and I go through feeling that feeling of wholesomeness, that feeling of love is the connection to everything. And then you know, don't you, not as an intellectual concept, as a feeling that you are part of it all. What's the biggest lesson you've learned on this journey that you've been on? <laughs> that, that the personal mind just speaks rubbish and that thoughts are not true and that you can't believe either way, really, because just notice how the mind will create multiple ideas or personalities and it's going this way and then that way and that and knowing that actually that's not the thing that's guiding you or the thing that's there to be believed I mean it's not wrong it's a tool to use but it becomes the master and it takes over Mm -hmm. and then it's controlling and it's seeing that actually I'm not truly that I'm not my thoughts I'm not the personality it's built up I'm not my history 
I am the thing that's in now, the thing that perceives it, the thing that experiences it. And you can only really experience it when you're in the present moment, when you are experiencing without the concepts and the thoughts and the ideas and beliefs, or the, um, could call it metaphorically, the inner Satan is another way, isn't it? That they pointed to it. So pointing to the same thing, it's there mm -hmm. to trick you and it's there to make all the noise and that, but you don't have to believe it. You have the free will to actually ignore it and know that actually that's not truth. What do you mean by you are not broken or you are never broken? Well, it's that deeper self within you, isn't it? That infinite energy that we all are. And it's always there, always permanent, and it doesn't change. And our thoughts change. And you can see one moment we might be feeling terrible. The next moment we feel great. But there's mm -hmm. always that thing behind it all, isn't it? I mean, our body's temporary and our body's not even us. I mean, you look at science, it'll say that we're trillions of cells, we're trillions of bacteria. We're all these different. And we've come from the earth. I mean, we're not separate from the earth, are we? Uh, and molecules and that come out of the earth, they go back to the earth and seeing and that the thoughts and that are not who we are because they're just temporary changing. But there's something else, isn't it? The thing that we experience. I mean, how do we experience our thoughts? How do we experience every day? Why, why do we, when we go quiet, actually experience more of the universe? I mean, why do people, when they deeply meditate, actually experience something more beyond the brain? And so it's that, isn't it? There's a feeling, a deeper feeling that goes beyond thought, beyond ideas. What do you think that is? <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? That's been asked throughout humanity. And <laughs> it's, the, it's the thing we don't know, do we? We put names on it and we try to encapsulate it in boxes. I mean, religion has done that for centuries, try to encapsulate God and define God and that. But it's the all that is, it's everything. And if it's everything, our mind just can't comprehend that. It can experience it, but we can't put an idea onto it because once we do that we create another box and we do that to ourselves as well i mean i don't even know who i am truly because there's so much more and there's so much more that science just doesn't know about us they don't even know what consciousness is do they i mean we don't even know what mm -hmm. we are and so every time i try to define and lock onto something as this is that then i know i create more agitation more disharmony and so it's staying in the place of curiosity the place of unknown Mm -hmm. So how about you? What, what about you? I'd love to hear what you say as well. I keep asking that question. And every time I ask that question, and I think I know the answer, I end up asking another question. And at one time, we all thought the world was flat. I certainly did. And, you know, we keep, we keep finding out that we're wrong. <laughs> what we thought we knew, we find out we're wrong. And I keep asking the question to people, who do you think God is? And it's very interesting, the answers I get. Who do you think God is? It's, it's seeing, isn't it, how you ask each person, I see it differently, and it's the um, separate realities, isn't it? We all perceive it differently, and so each person mm -hmm. will perceive. But it, it is that source, isn't it, that thing that everything comes from and goes back to, but also runs through everything. And when we actually do get beyond our mind our personal mind there is that connection and that feeling and so you can't really put words on it you can't put an idea onto it because then that again is not god anymore and so there's as many names for it as there is been traditions as there's been tribes around the world as there's been societies and we mm -hmm. love to do that as humans i mean that's the same as we've done with mental illness isn't it we've put people into boxes as like well you're bipolar you're schizophrenic you're depressive you're this and it's always locking things in and that separation and if we can't understand that our mind cannot understand what god is and we cannot define god 
And it's just an impossible question. I mean, maybe we'll never know. Maybe we're not meant to know. But we can also feel it and experience it and see the miracles and the healing and see the demonstrations of people who have healed from things that doctors have told them it's not possible. I mean, even my father had um, a heart bypass and they called us down and said that they didn't believe he would make it, but then actually he recovered. And it's there's so many stories, isn't there, of people just getting better from things they couldn't believe. And so it's that. We know we've got that inner voice, that inner intelligence, and there's an intelligence to everything. I mean, you watch nature programs and, and see how it all fits together and it all works. And that, but I did try to go down that defining God and that. And every time I would get back to the question, what is God? And I was just getting caught in a groundhog day and in so many knots and so many mm-hmm. ideas. So my answer is, I don't know. Well, what do you think about the people who get lost in the system of mental illness and addiction and get caught up in the box and can't seem to find their way out? What are some steps that they can take? Well, the first thing is having somebody there who can see beyond their diagnosis and beyond what they've been termed as. And I know I went and saw a talk by a former psychiatric nurse, and he was saying that the hospital we worked in, they asked the patients who was the person who was most helpful to them. And they said it was the caretaker or the janitor because he actually listened to them and he talked to them. And so it's when they know people care about them and then they can actually then see beyond that, that actually, yes, I've been defined as this by people, but that's not true about me. That's just, I've got caught in my mind. I've got caught in my thoughts and believing in that. And actually, once you're shown that by somebody and they say to you, well, actually, maybe that's not true. Maybe you're something deeper. I mean, there was a guy I was talking to and he'd had an experience and been diagnosed as psychotic. And then I said, explain my experience. And then he felt able to explain his one and he saw it a different way. And so it's showing people really that actually, just because a doctor's told you something or you've been diagnosed with this, that doesn't necessarily mean that's true. That's just what they've put onto you, their belief. And it's having your own insight, your own, your own realization. They can just let mm-hmm. it drop away. And it's finding that, isn't it? Being able to find somebody who will listen to you and will help you to find it, but you have to find it within yourself. What do you say to people who look at people who have mental illness? I know we have a a gentleman who is homeless. He lives on the, uh, the corner up by the grocery store here. And he's from what I've, I've heard, he has mental illness and he actually has family that he could go live with, but chooses not to. And he just, he wants to live out on the streets. And that's where he chooses to live. And there's lots of stories that people are afraid of him. Mm. What do you, what would you tell people about how to interact with him? What are some things that we could do? It's showing, seeing the person beyond the idea, because we get so caught up, don't we, in defining things and judging things, that we don't know the life the person's walked in or the shoes. We've not walked in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know in that circumstance, how can we say we wouldn't actually react exactly the same. And it's seeing that actually there is a human behind the label and beyond anybody that we define as something else. We've separated them from us and we've judged them and put them in that box. Like I've seen homeless people and I've bought them some food to eat and it's just showing them that you care and that you actually see that beyond that. And yes, we create fear in our mind, don't we, about lots of things because we... Mm-hmm. 
believe these things to be true and make up stories but seeing that the fear is actually coming from our own inner creation and the fear is there to let us know that and seeing that actually yeah is this really true i mean just because i've been told that this means this doesn't actually make it true does it have i actually ever gone and spoken to that person and seeing actually is there something more to that person than just their diagnosis or just their behavior that perhaps the behavior is a cry for help and that mm -hmm. actually maybe they just need a person who actually opens their heart to them and seeing that yeah we all need that don't we we all need someone who cares and lets us know that yeah we are that beyond our physical body that what we think we are and that we are perfection beyond that whatever's happened in the past that the past doesn't exist now the past just exists up here as a thought and then we all have that potential and if we can see the potential in people that whatever they are i mean there's ones in the three principles have gone into prisons and sid banks would go into prisons and see the innocence there and people would have changes there and so it's that isn't it that there's something beyond and that actually that person got caught in their ideas and they didn't know any different because they were just trying to survive just trying to do the best they could and seeing that really that's an amazing concept to think because i do i know that i've a lot of the people who are in prisons are either addicts or have mental illness mm. And I know, especially in the United States here, there's been a huge push for mental health workers to work alongside the police officers because mm. police officers are not equipped to be mental health workers. And a lot of the calls that they go on are due to mental health issues. Mm. But seeing people as souls and seeing beyond the physical circumstances and the physical being and seeing people as you and how would I want to be treated if I were in that situation? Yeah. And there's that stigma, isn't there around mental health and mental illness, mm -hmm. what we think it is when it's actually just that stage that person's going through and that everyone has that potential in their life to go through that crisis. And that actually it's not something that we're broken or an illness. It's just at that point in time, they've become so disharmonious inside and so split that they are there and that actually I just need guiding back out of that. I mean, my family could have easily took me to a psychiatrist and I probably would have got about five, six diagnosis at one point when I was going through that after that experience. And so it's that, isn't it really, that we don't need to be frightened. And statistically, I mean, people with mental health issues are less likely to hurt someone than actually be harmed by somebody else. And mm -hmm. it's that, isn't it really? We get told by the media and all this thing about how people with mental illness do all these things and that when really i mean it's so low that that actually they're more of a danger to others than they are to like others doing things to them than they are to doing things to others but we're just not really told that because at the moment we just don't really understand and i mean we love to come to conclusions and think we know and that and jump to conclusions and that all the time making people this making people that making people dangerous not dangerous and it's all that split isn't it good evil bad this 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 and it's all of the um, intellect of creating mm -hmm. that separation all the time and that putting something in a box putting something and then you condemn that person to like a mental prison when actually they can be guided out of that again and so it's seeing the potential that actually that person has as much potential as anybody else and that when we stop getting out of our own judgments and our own condemn of them we can actually help that person and help ourselves how did your family deal with your mental illness growing up? I mean, there was a lot of battles with mental health professionals and especially with chronic fatigue saying it's not true and that. And so they would 
they was always supportive, but they had a lot of battle with the um, professionals because there is just so much stick, um, not believing the families, just saying you're this and that and trying to control. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it was tough, but they were always there and they always knew because my father went through it as well and my two brothers and they always just there to be there for somebody and not push them away or not be frightened of them and that and know that actually it's still the human being there that person is still there behind the veil of the so-called mental illness or so-called diagnosis mm-hmm. and seeing that yeah actually we are okay aren't we really but we just create a story about ourselves I and mean, we even create a story about a character in that from a child I mean you look at a child a child just plays they don't define themselves as something and so yeah it's seeing that that actually we just create mental prisons for ourselves really and we don't have to do that we can see a greater picture and that actually all people can come back again and so I would say to someone just don't be frightened and that that the person is okay fundamentally they've just gone through that stage they're going through that storm at the moment and they just need guiding back and it's I was fortunate enough I mean my family had been listening to Sid Banks and that as well so they had some idea of what was going on and then I had people who could phone me up and talk me back and so it's that you just need somebody there who's open and caring and there who's not going to panic and who's not going to just call the police or send you to a psychiatrist and say that that actually if you can find somebody there even a crisis line or anything of someone who can talk to you and talk you back then actually there we are okay do you guys have a hotline or something that people can call or how Um, can people get in touch with you well we're on a website called heartfelt presence which is like a voluntary hosts and coaches from the free mm-hmm. principles perspective that anyone can join and it's 24 hours a day so i do some coaching on there and how he does as well and so people can just turn up and speak and they're listened to and given that space that they need what was that called heartfelt heartfelt presence cool i'll make sure that that's in the show notes as well and so you guys provide groups counseling or support or as a group it's a closed group but we have been doing talks and the actual group members like one's a psychotherapist another one then works and with computers and that and he helps people in his job and that and so we do go out as individuals and actually help people from what we've learned from the group so it's that really yeah we're actually all sharing all the time and actually going out and helping and then coming together and talking and so yeah that's how it's been working And so the growth from us is shared out into the world. If somebody is experiencing severe trauma, mental health diagnosis, or they're, and and they're, they're really truly wanting to get help. What is the one thing that they can do? I know you're in the UK and we're in the U S but anywhere in the, I mean, what's the one thing that they can do to reach out it's not being frightened of the experience and seeing that actually we can all go through that and it's still a human experience. And if you've got someone who can understand that, I mean, the Samaritans are good for like, I'm just listening to people and it's that, isn't it really that, or if you can't do that, even just going out for a walk in nature and letting your mind calm down again, because our minds get into that storm. And once they're in that storm, it can seem really frightening but it's still not true. And you know that actually it will pass again. It's a temporary manifestation. And it's even like 
people who unfortunately take their lives isn't it because they think it's going to be like that forever or that mm -hmm. they won't cope but knowing that actually we all have that power within us to heal again and that we will heal and it's that hope and so yeah it's just holding on to that hope that actually it will pass again and if you've got somebody or that who can provide that for you or even just putting on like a Sid Banks video I mean I did that I put his tape on for probably two weeks just listening to him continuously and that just kept my mind back here and it's mm -hmm. just that isn't it if there's something you can listen to it's just something that helps you really I know I heard one time after my husband passed that severe grief and trauma that pain of I'm not going to make it I can't breathe mm. only last five minutes literally so if you can just hang on for five minutes that pain will eventually subside because your body physically can't endure that for more than five minutes yeah and it's just saying even if you can just get through the next minute isn't it or the next second and just saying the next second the next second the next second the next second mm -hmm. and yeah just knowing that it will pass and it's just having someone who can talk to you and just keep talking to you i mean they did that to me they just probably 25 minutes just talked over me and didn't panic and then eventually your mind just calms down again and i'm also starting a group with some friends in the local town that's going to be helping people in the who've been through the psychiatric system and that and so that's another thing we're starting because in the local town there just isn't anything on the mental health mm -hmm. i mean you're waiting like 18 months and that just for help and yes. so i think really people just need to start things themselves don't they and the people who have been through it and have come and help others really because the system's just not helping people and it's just not going to at the moment until it changes until yeah. there's a massive shift in that and so yeah it's helping each other and if someone's yeah. in a crisis talking to them and knowing that we do have the power to change our own thinking because we are the divine creators of our own experience and we get to choose and once we believe that and actually step into that power there's so much freedom in that there really is yeah. and even even in the worst of pain we can still choose joy we still have that power because we are divinely created. We are humans, but we're also souls. We come from spirit. Yeah. Where else can we find you at heartfelt presence? Yeah. Also, and if you go on acttraining.org, I mean, so acttraining.biz slash mental health transformations, you'll be able to find out about the group on there. And you can email me at mentalhtjoe at gmail.com and i'll be happy to um get back to anyone or talk to anybody who needs to oh that's awesome i'll put that in the show notes as well so if anybody who needs would like to reach out to you they can do that as well do you have any other words of wisdom that you could share about your experience with our listeners yeah just knowing that whatever's happened in your life or whatever you've done there's a deeper self a deeper you that's always perfect and always loving and that you can always get back there and you always will and it's just keeping that hope and that knowing that yes that is there for everybody and whatever a doctor's told you or whatever a doctor believes i mean that's just their belief system just their thoughts that they're put onto you and so yeah you don't have to believe that you have that choice to see that actually they don't know any more than me i know about myself and i know who i am not somebody else 
and just seeing that really that actually even if you're told there's no hope i mean that's not true is it that's just their idea their belief their ego talking to you and seeing that mm. yeah actually we are all going to be okay and even once we leave our physical body i mean we're still there aren't we we're still infinite we're still that energy and so once you start to realize that and see it and actually go more and more to it you know it don't you you know it to be true we all know it in our heart that actually it doesn't come from here it comes from here mm-hmm. and the cool thing too what you told me before we hit the record button is that you have been off all of your medication for the past three years which is yeah. amazing so and at one point you were told you had no hope <laughs> and now you're living life and completely off medication and you're helping yeah. others and you're being an inspiration and that is spiritual transformation if i've ever heard it so i'm in awe of you so thank you for being you well thank you but it's, it's the thing that's in all of us isn't it we all have that potential as well so mm -hmm. that we do but you are an example of that so yeah, so thank you well, one other question I like to ask all of my guests is if you have an opportunity to talk to anybody for an hour on a park bench about anything, and that person be on this side of the veil or the other side of the veil in spirit or in, in the body, who would that person be? And what would you talk about for an hour? I think I'd love to talk to somebody like Stephen Fine, that one of the celebrities who's putting it out about mental health and calling it an illness and a disease of the brain and just actually have a discussion with them and mm -hmm. show them that actually there's an alternative view because they have such influence and in that and they're putting out such information that innocently doing it because that's what they believe mm -hmm. and, that, and just showing them actually yeah there is another way to what the medical model says and somebody who does have that big influence really who could reach a big audience that and make a big awesome. change yeah that would be an amazing conversation well, Joe, thank you so much for being on Butterfly Kisses today. And like I said, you are an inspiration and I truly appreciate you taking the time today to be with us and coming across the pond, yeah. joining us today. And uh, I, I appreciate you. And thank you. And it's all in the feeling, isn't it? The feeling of love. So that is very true. Very, very As the true. Beatles said, all we need is love. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. I love love. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And best of wishes to everybody as well on their healing journey. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.